Hey everybody, welcome back to Pod Lasso Talking Ted with Jess and Logan. I'm Logan. And I'm Jess. And we're going to talk Ted Lasso Season 2, Episode 4, Carol of the Bells, which is the infamous, question mark, Christmas episode of Ted Lasso. Um, And I've got some kind of fun, I guess, trivia for the episode. But before we do that, I always like to ask a question related to the episode. So... It's Christmas, but it's not because this is June. (laughs) It felt kind of Christmassy about three weeks ago. (laughs) Now it very much does not. (laughs) That is very true. We've had an unusually cold spring here in Georgia. Fun Uh, fact. (laughs) um, I said June. It's It's May. May. Um, (laughs) It's okay. It feels like June outside. (laughs) It finally feels like June. Normally, May feels like June, yeah. and yeah. it just gets worse from there with the heat getting the worst when the kids go back to school, ironically. But, you know, here we are. Yeah, it's always like September. It's just like, why is it so terrible? <laughs> yeah, August and September. Yeah. I mean, my, I don't, my kids start the first week of August. It's wild. Yeah, I, I don't have kids, so I always lose track of that. We yeah. never started... Like, am I wrong? Well, you grew up not in Georgia, but we started in September because for me, school and the start of the television, like the broadcast television season were synonymous. Like September, school, new TV shows. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I completely relate to this. No, I mean... It was like that in, because I grew up mostly in Ohio. We didn't start until after Labor Day. I mean, that was the thing. Like, after Labor Day, that's when school started. You could, you know, like, set your watch by or whatever, how the phrase is. When I moved down to Georgia, I've noticed over the years, it's progressively scooted back further and further. So, like, when I was in school many moons ago, we started at the end of August, which was before Labor Day, but not what my kids do. But my kids have like seven breaks throughout the year, whereas we had like two. Yeah, we had like Thanksgiving was like some of that week. Like a couple like, of days. Yeah, now they get like almost the, the whole, whole week. week. Yeah. And it, then they you get forgot like, fall break. They get yeah. fall break now. Yes. That's a whole thing. Um, And then like two to three weeks, it feels like at Christmas. Yes. And then like there's an early like... I think there's an early break in the year and then there's mm-hmm. spring break mm-hmm. and then there's the end of the school year. So yeah, they do get a lot more breaks than we ever got. So And their summers are shorter. Like our summers were three months long. Mm-hmm. Theirs are ten weeks. Yep. So it's it's they're inching closer and closer to year round school. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I feel about it. But it's get as my kids are slowly becoming school aged, it has gotten harder for us as working adults because we both have full time jobs. Yeah. And so now that the older one, you know, this is her her second year in elementary school. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a kind of a learning curve the last couple of years trying to get adjusted to this. But the older they get, the more self sufficient they get too. So it's got its pros and cons. Uh, kindergarten, I think, was by far the hardest year. Yeah, um, I I could see that. I just had uh, one of my nephews just graduated kindergarten today. Oh. So and my <laughs> one of my older nieces graduated uh, magna cum laude 
from uh, wow. Columbus State University today. Dang. That was, yeah, she is something else, man. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> What'd she major um, in? No, I'm just curious. Uh, something to do with math because she's really, mm. really good at math. She wants to go into like some kind of accounting thing. Cool. Um, so I was like, well, here's the thing, you know, that's great. Cause you'll be working the rest of your life. Not in a <laughs> yeah. bad way. You will never have to worry about, am I going to have a job? Cause <laughs> nobody's good at math and everybody <laughs> wants an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. I, uh, yeah, I myself may be in the market for an accountant soon. <laughs> Uh, that's what I told her. I was like, you're going to have to help me with all of my crap because like, <laughs> the more money I make, the more I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hear that. Hear that. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, that, that, none of that had to <laughs> do with the question I was going to ask. Um, so it's a Christmas episode. There's a lot of talk of tradition. Do you have christmas traditions do you have a favorite christmas tradition are you even a christmas person <laughs> we do celebrate christmas uh i know we have had this discussion on the podcast we're not religious uh but we both grew up celebrating christian holidays so we still celebrate um all the christian holidays even though we're not the church going kind of people but uh yeah so christmas traditions we we we've made some of our own and then we've kind of retained a, a few that you know that we had from childhood so like the the thing that we try and do because all of our family is here except for my brother-in-law who lives in minnesota um so it's it's both good and chaotic um it's good because we don't have to travel anywhere our family is all here so we don't have to miss people at christmas so everybody's here so that's amazing but it gets a little chaotic because we try to do everybody gets their mm -hmm. own christmas including us. So we we used to do Christmas Eve with my family and Christmas Day with his, but we've had to switch recently because my my brother has a different job and him and my dad both usually work on Christmas Eve uh, because they work in restaurants and my dad works in retail. So they're always working. Yep. So we've switched to Christmas Day with my family and Christmas Eve with his. And then we always keep Christmas morning um, for ourselves with the kids. So we do dinner, you know, we do dinner on Christmas Day, and then we we do our own thing in the morning. And then um, a tradition that my husband always had that he started with our kids is they did St. Nick's Eve, which is December 5th. So last year, we finally had to bite the bullet and invite the elf into our home because <laughs> our six-year-old was legit devastated that <laughs> she didn't Everybody in her class has an elf, and uh -huh. they were like, no. Yeah, we... we Seriously, we tried so hard, Logan. You don't understand. We tried so, so hard to put it off. So hard. Um, but last year we had to accept an elf into our home. And so our elf arrives on St. Nick's Eve, which is December 5th, because his family always did St. Nick's Eve. It, that's where you put the, your, our stock, that's where we put our stockings out. Yeah. And Santa actually kind of comes like a little early. He drops off the elf and some little goodies. And then we still do stockings on like Christmas morning with, you know, with little like trinkets and stuff. But um, it's mostly just candy and stuff on December 5th on St. Nick's Eve. So those are our traditions. That's, uh, I love the St. Nick's Eve. Um, it's something that's always fascinated me. I've never known anybody that celebrated it. Or well, that, that, I, right. Uh, it's cool because, like, if you watch a lot of old Christmas things, 
you see like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then like like Advent, we never did Advent, and so like I didn't understand that growing up. Uh, and like until I was an adult, I was like, "What the hell's an advent calendar?" Like, oh, I did a what? beer advent calendar last year. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> For the record, yeah. <laughs> Look at um, that. <laughs> uh, and so, like, it wasn't really until I was like. Until the internet came along and I could look this shit up and just be like, what is Advent? What is the December 5th thing? Like, you know, that I learned all of that because growing up, Christmas was, A, Christmas is, yes, Christmas. It's also my mother's birthday. So Christmas is very... uh, Difficult. Sacred, yeah, and difficult. <laughs> I was, I was gonna not say difficult, but yes, it is very difficult because our my parents are divorced, right. and so after like post divorce, which is most of what we remember, um, it's it's always we were with my mom Christmas morning, my dad got us at some point that afternoon, mm. um, and then we go to my grandmother's house, but like. It's weird because it flip-flopped when we got to be adults. And most of our tradition now is, uh, for, mo- for my adult life since I was probably 20, 21, um, Christmas Eve, generally, my brother, uh, well, now my, well, well, at some point in time, two of my two brothers, uh, but now just me and my younger brother, but uh, originally me and Ryan, would go to the movies on Christmas Eve, almost always on Christmas Eve, with my dad to go see a movie. Nice. Um, and then Christmas morning now, we do uh, breakfast with my dad. He makes pancakes. And then we do dinner at my mom's house to celebrate Christmas and her birthday. Um, but easily my favorite tradition, um, which it's very bittersweet now after Ryan passed away, is going to the movies on Christmas Eve. Like, yeah. I look forward to that, like, so much. Um, and we've seen so many bad movies. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we used to do that uh, when, I, when I was still living at home. We almost always would go and see a movie on Christmas Day. Um, so I can I can definitely relate to that. Like, we used to do that all the time. And we kind of got away from it as, as we're adults because we're having to celebrate with so many different people and now we've got little kids and it's just like a whole thing, but I do miss that. That was fun. Yeah. I, I feel you on the, like it, it, you think about like, it's great that all of my family is so close to me, but then it also turns into like, well, everybody wants to have their version of something. And you're like, this is chaos. (laughs) Yes. Especially when you have children again, I don't have children, but I understand from watching it. Like, (laughs) it's just like, well, I would like to celebrate Christmas morning with my kids in my house. And then, and we do, we set that boundary. (laughs) Grandparents are like, but we want that too. And it's like, no, (laughs) no, I'm sorry. Some things need to just, and we've had a hard time. I think like establishing this, but like truly some things that we have to do just as ourselves, as our family. And at at times I feel guilty because it's like, I get it. Our parents are getting older. They're not going to be here forever. And we want to spend as much time as possible. But when our kids are this little, we don't get this again. Sometimes we just have to be selfish. And I will say like the one holiday that we are 100% completely selfish and don't allow anyone to do anything with us um, is Halloween. (laughs) Because it's my favorite holiday. Yeah. 
And, and I mean, there's something to like taking taking your kids trick or treating and like the costumes and the like, especially if you enjoy it too. Yeah. Like that, you just don't want. I I totally get that. So yeah, and I was deathly ill for Halloween this year. This is a big tangent. I'm gonna stop. But anyways, yeah. Um. <laughs> so this episode, here's some trivia about this episode. When this season went into production, there were 10 episodes of Ted Lasso. They scripted 10 episodes. They prepared to shoot 10 episodes. And then Apple, they might have even shot all 10 episodes. And then the reaction, of course, kept building from season one. Apple was like, hey, we need 12 episodes for season two. And Everything's already scripted. So this season features two episodes that have very little to do with the main plot of the Uh season. Uh And this was one of them, wasn't it? This was the first one. This is why almost nothing that's going on in the season (laughs) is referenced at all in this episode. That makes a lot of sense. It's much easier to than trying to shoehorn some extra plot stuff, because I've seen a lot of like people, a lot of online criticism of like, why is there a Christmas episode? This has mostly been a summer show. It makes no sense. <laughs> but it we've we've seen them over there in the winter playing. It makes sense from like when Ted is actually in England, but to right. fill the demand, it's like oh we can do a Christmas episode. And just write it off as like we don't have to address anything that's going on. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, is this a bottle episode? Is that the it, correct term? I mean, it doesn't all happen in one place, but in okay. the like truest okay. sense of so not in the truest sense of the word, but in the sense of the season. Yes, it a hundred. It, it's more than the beard episode. Which oh, we'll talk the beard about. episode. Duh. Okay. I was like, what's the other one? Yes, the beard episode. <laughs> but see, the beard episode actually does factor in a lot of what's going on. It does. But I guess they had hindsight also. Right. So okay. it, it, it was easier. I guess it's easier to add stuff to that episode because it's like, well, it's beard. He's going off on it. We'll talk about that when we get to the episode. We'll talk but, about it, yeah. Um, but yeah, with this episode, they wanted to have... As many of the main cast as possible And, you know, what's a good way to do that? Well, Christmas Um, And and honestly, for the complaints I have seen I don't know, I've seen this episode probably It's probably one of my most watched episodes of Ted Lasso I fucking love this episode It's so good It's so good If I hadn't, like, if I had had more time this would not have been only the second time i've watched this episode but yeah. it, I, mean, I mean i like i binged everything and then we started this podcast so yeah from here on out i it's only the second watch for me on on pretty much anything we get to and it works to have it as a christmas special it's on a streaming service if True. you need a pick me up at christmas time I, there's not going to be a better episode of something to watch or if you need to pick me up on my 12th, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I'm just saying. 
Um, so the episode opens with a uh, gift exchange, which is fun. I wish we had gotten more yeah. of that. Because um, it, it looked so much fun with the players. Um, but apparently they only gifted each other liquor, except for <laughs> the one guy whose name I can't. Yeah, I can never remember. <laughs> he knitted him a scarf. I was like, I love this. This is great. It's like, I can wrap it around my boobs. <laughs> I know. I love. I think it was. I think it was great. I I love that he's like, yeah, knitting suits me. It's like that's amazing. I love this. Um, and uh, Colin with his turkey hat. The turkey oh, hat I love that hat. Cracks me up every time. <laughs> a friend of mine used to wear that. Like we used to work together a long time ago, and every Thanksgiving she would wear that hat. She called it. I forget what something like her turkey butt hat or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it always cracked me up. I love that hat. <laughs> there are two great hats in this episode. Um, the tur- I mean, and they're both common. Like, you can buy them off Amazon or whatever. The turkey hat and then Rebecca's elf ear hat, which I just love. Yeah, that's a good hat. We have several Santa hats uh, of our own. I use them as Christmas decorations, and then people inevitably wear them. Um, but, yeah, I love a good Santa hat, too. And Isaac, like, wearing the shit out of that Santa suit, man. Oh, yeah. He looks badass. No kidding. I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the the one element in this episode that... So there, there are a lot of callbacks in this episode, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that as we get to them. But there's one thing in this episode that actually furthers... Uh, the plot later in the season and that is Nate giving Ted the picture as his Christmas present. That's true. So knowing that this episode was an add-on, did they have to do reshoots? I'm imagining that that cuz it's had, referenced. Yeah, I, they had to have written that specific scene like maybe giving it to him as a Christmas present or just as a, like, I got this for you thing. Okay. Okay. And so they sort of changed it. Right. Cut a scene and morphed it into the Christmas episode instead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Total speculation, but it would have to be that way because my understanding is that this was shot not in order with the rest of the season because they did not have the script. Right. So, um, so yeah, we get uh, Nate giving Ted the picture, which he he signed. It's it's super sweet. And Beard rightly points out, you wrote your note <laughs> <laughs> over my face, um, which may or may not be, if you've listened to any of our semi-spoilery talk, um, Nate, it may or may not be part of Nate's arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't know. He, he does seem apologetic about it, but also not super apologetic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, uh, yeah, I don't think he was truly apologetic about it. He was probably, he probably didn't even think about it and was just like, oh, sorry. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like more flippant though, but not like. He did. Uh, I don't think he did it intentionally, but yeah, I don't think he noticed he did it either. I 
so the one thing I find a little weird every time I watch this episode, but definitely the first time I watched it, was that Keely was down there celebrating with them. I know her office is down there. Mm. It, we just don't see her hanging out in the locker room that much. Not often, but to your point, they needed a way to get most of the cast members <laughs> yep. there. So there she was. <laughs> um, and she, her and Roy are going to celebrate what they're calling sexy Christmas. <laughs> it's not um, what you think. <laughs> <laughs> but it totally was what you thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> because, not to jump ahead, but when he shows up, the outfit she's wearing later does not vibe with anything that she was telling them <laughs> oh no not at all but wow <laughs> yeah Roy's reaction Roy's reaction is so fucking that scene is so perfect I know. um but but <laughs> you didn't get my text did you <laughs> um so Rebecca comes in she's going to be celebrating Christmas apparently with Elton John which okay As that's that's a thing, apparently. So not only is it referenced here, it's definitely referenced in Love Actually. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Elton John has a massive Christmas party every year. I was like, I, I definitely feel like this plotline sounds familiar, and not just because I've seen this episode before. So okay, yeah. so I'm not crazy. All right. Um, I mean, it, it this. So the other thing this show, this episode does is, and I can't even. I could spend an hour just doing commentary on the episode and pausing it and going, this is a reference to this Christmas movie. Cause it, it references so many things, home alone, die hard, love actually. I mean, specifically it's a wonderful life, a uh, Christmas vacation, a Christmas story. Keely's lamp is the leg lamp <laughs> from a Christmas story. Oh my God. I didn't even notice that. Um, the, the ending is very Scrooged. Like the the movie with Bill Murray, where they're all like singing and dancing. Um, uh, there's so many Christmas movie and special references that it, like I'm sure that there's a wiki page somewhere that like lists them out. It's fucking astounding how many things they got referenced in there. I, I mean, even the name of the episode, Carol of the Bells, it's it's the most yes. famous Christmas song maybe ever. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, it <laughs> so, is. So, <laughs> um, and, and I think the episode itself is probably like, like the way it, because Carol of the Bells is two songs like layered on top of each other, and like that's kind of what the episode is anyway. Even though it's three storylines mm. instead of two, um, which I mean most shows are like that. It's just the way that they do it in this episode feels very intentional. Um, cause they cut back a lot. Um, yeah. but, uh, Jamie didn't get a present. Of course not because he's Jamie. <laughs> um, <laughs> this whole exchange just killed me. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, this secret, like I didn't want to spoil the surprise. <laughs> oh, Jamie. I love Rebecca's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they get him a present in a pinch, wrap it up. And he gives the Christmas line, only he fucks it up and he says, God bless me. I know. <laughs> I love Beard's reaction. He's, he's like, oh, Jamie. I just, it just was so Jamie, so on brand for Jamie. 
so then we get our opening, which is the only different opening in Ted Lasso, so far at least. Yeah, which I did not remember at all, because I immediately texted you, and I'm like, has this always been this way? Um, so there is an animated Ted Lasso Christmas thing online. Um, it is, I think we've talked about it. It's the, it, it's very, like, uh, not Ted Lasso-y. His mustache goes missing, and they all have to find it. <laughs> and it's claymation, these claymation versions of the characters. It's cute. It's, you know, goofy. Um, worth a watch. I'm sure at some point we will talk about it. Um, but since it doesn't really play into any actual Ted Lasso stuff, it's it's not something we need to jump into anytime soon. No. Well, um, we should do a Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, season three is, we're going to be through season three well before Christmas, so we can do a Christmas special. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, that that's where I feel like they wanted to do that. So either they did the claymation opening because it's a way to uh, reference tons of Christmas specials all right. at once. It, it's um, like, it was like the Christmas special, like all of them for a while. Yeah. I mean, Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman, I could probably list 10 more. Yeah. yeah. Rankin and Bass, there's a whole set of, of their claymation things. Yeah. Um, and then, you, of course, you have Nightmare Before Christmas, which yes. is, you know, uh, Christmas, yes, and Halloween. Um, I watch it at Halloween. <laughs> I, I, I See, I split the difference. I usually watch it at Thanksgiving if I watch it. I'm like, oh, I'll do it Okay, in the that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. But I always watch it at Halloween. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, I don't know if that came first and they were like, well, we made all these claymation puppets. We need to do more than just this. Literal, literally 30 second opening. So they they wrote uh, a Christmas. I, though when you watch it, it feels very uh, hastily put together. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like that's what happened. Um, yeah, that's not, it. Sounds like it was an afterthought, 100. <laughs> percent But it's also yes, it's different with the claymation, but it's also the only time we see. Uh, Anybody except Ted in the opening of the show. Also true. Yeah. Um, they had a, they had like the whole main cast, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, because I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, I do not remember this <laughs> at all. <laughs> the the filming later and the ad, it being added on also explains why there is no Dr. Sharon in this episode. Like... Oh, That's yeah. completely missing. Um, so true. But, uh, but I mean, it, it's fine. Who wants to, like, that would have been a totally different Christmas special. <laughs> Very emotional. Um, oh, God, yeah. In a heavy way, not in a fun way. Um, so, uh, Keely, we, from the opening, we go to Keely's apartment. In uh, our first real callback. Keely with the olives. Mm, mm-hmm. So if you remember from season one, her and Rebecca have this conversation in the bathroom of that charity uh, function. And she's talking about how she doesn't like the little 
uh, pit of the olive. And so she's. <laughs> That's not what she calls it, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I still don't understand why she calls it what she calls it, but. Um, I, I, I can see that. Unless it's just because of the color, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, but it's way red. So I don't Fair. know why she calls it that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> she's trying to deep it, the the olives with the toothpick and decides to try it and does not like it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, so Phoebe, our favorite little British kid. Um, although after this episode, I don't know, man, I'm just like, I want to adopt a British kid because they're all fucking adorable. (laughs) They are adorable, I will say. Um, Phoebe shows up, uh, wrecks, uh, sexy Christmas, uh, Roy's reaction. Like, I love how strategic it is for Roy not to immediately see Keely in her outfit. Like mm-hmm. he's carrying all these presents, he can't really see, and he's so frustrated. He's just going on and on and on, <laughs> and he sets the boxes down. It's like holy fucking shit! You look amazing. I know, like best reaction ever. I was like, oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> Which Ke- Keely said, "Sexy Christmas" was going to be them dressing up nice. Roy is wearing a very nice suit. Keely yes. is wearing lingerie. <laughs> yes, but it still somehow seems classy. Yeah, very I, much so. I don't know how she manages it, <laughs> but it does still seem a little classy. I love it. So the Higgins uh, have a yearly tradition where they do Christmas Day with themselves and their boys, which have we talked about him and his wife? That I, I'm. Almost 100% sure that that's really his wife. Oh, you know, I feel like we have, like, briefly touched on this, and now I can't remember what we decided. Um, Because I looked it up at some point, and I want to say yes, so I might be wrong there. Um, But they have such a good rapport, though. If if they're not married, they should be married. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not married, you need to make this happen. Stop. Um, So they have a tradition where they welcome the the play the international players into their home and we we find out early on that the most i've ever gotten was like two or three people mm-hmm. and like slowly through the episode it it's just almost a whole damn team showing up at his house that's true and yes he is uh, that is his wife okay uh, um they're they're just adorable man I know they I mean they really are so I do I do love that they they kind of wrote it seems like they wrote some of that into into his story they've been uh, they've been married since 1992 so wow they only Um, have two kids though not five not (laughs) five yeah (laughs) there's so many boys so many boys uh, okay so before all their guests get there somebody gets a surfboard Yes, his, uh, is it his youngest? I think so. I think it's the youngest. No, 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 he doesn't, no, he doesn't get this right. He got the bicycle. The Right, that's right. One of the middle ones. He tells Sam, I got I, he brought me a bicycle. Yeah. Uh, Sam is so sweet in this episode, man. Oh, I love Sam. 
Let's see. Um, no, it's a. Uh, it must be one of the middle ones because there's only. We only see three in this episode. I, I think know it, so. At least one is like super grown. One, one's a priest, so he doesn't yeah. live at home because we met him in season one. Um, because Rebecca like like Jesus Christ, he's like this is my son. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think we only see three of the the boys. They might have two that are old enough to not be living at home. Um, that's that's what I'm thinking. Let me let me check the Ted Lasso wiki since it's right here. We do see pictures of the cat that passed away. If you're paying attention, yes. there there are several a, a couple of pictures at least around this house of the cat that. Um, uh, passed away in season one that he references a few times and then puts her collar uh, in the fire. So that's mm-hmm. another callback. Um, and so Sam shows up uh, to start off the the international welcoming, whatever you want to call it, opening the home to the players yeah. uh, in his adorable way. I, lo- I love that all of them seemingly instinctively uh, bring something with them. Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, because I feel like that's, I mean, that's what you do. You get invited somewhere and you you, you bring something. I mean, I typically bring wine, but, you know, uh, for a Christmas celebration, I feel like that makes sense to bring some sort of dish or something. Or maybe they've kind of, like, established that. Um I think Danny's is my favorite. Like at least his like he he seems lit when he already gets there. Like when he shows up, he seems already <laughs> like pre-lit. Much like the punch that he brings. <laughs> right, but is it just me or did that punch bowl look a little light already? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um also I got to the bottom of the sun thing. Um I don't know if this is a good place to interject that, but Sure. There we we do end up seeing four of them, so it lists all five of them. Chris is the is Chris the oldest? No, Chris is the he's the one that when Sam comes in, he's like that was yeah that was fucking cool or whatever he says. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the episode. Right? <laughs> yes. So fuck good. Them. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, okay, we're doing this. Lindsay is the priest. Um, Stevie was he the kid playing video games? No, he was the kid staring at the the girl. <laughs> Another hysterical moment. So hilarious. I get enough of that. I know. And such a perfect song playing uh, Santa Baby. (laughs) She eats that cookie. (laughs) I know. I know. Oh, my God. So many good moments. Then there's Dana. He was playing video games with the the French guy. And then Terry. Terry's the youngest. So we saw four of them, but. Yeah, it it was a uh, hard to, hard to clock because I don't think Stevie ever says a word. He just yeah. ogles a girl and answers the <laughs> no. He doesn't even answer the. Does he answer a door at some point? Yeah, I no, think he might. Uh, maybe. Uh, I know the youngest one answers the door. Uh, at some point. Uh, yeah. Maybe when Sam comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the rundown of the the Higgins sons. So the. The one main character that we do not get to see what he does for Christmas, which is kind of a shame 
Well, I we we know what uh, Nate's doing only because he told us. We don't see right. any of that. Um, Jamie is only in the opening that opening scene of the episode. Like he is not in any other scene, and I don't I don't know if the show is better for it because you know not we we saw it at the end of season one. Jamie's family life is not great, so. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine it would be much. <laughs> he has a Christmas the way Bender in the Breakfast Club has Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, it, maybe it's better we didn't check in with Jamie in this episode because um, it keeps it very, very happy. Um, except for poor Ted, who gets his whole goal is to spend the day with his son on FaceTime. Only he gives his son a, um, what are those things called? A drone. Drone, that's Overly right. Overly expensive guilt gift. Yeah. That's what he calls it. And quickly loses, uh, which, I mean, not, not blaming Ted here, but like, I mean, he does admit it. You gave the kid a toy that he was definitely gonna want to just be like, bye, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and you have to do those outside. It's not like some massive Lego set where he could have sat there, like, in the living right. room watching him just put together Legos or whatever. Yeah, no, it was definitely something that, like, required him to go outside. To and eat. also parental supervision. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Ted got a, a, a miniature dartboard, which is, it's one of those, like, little magnetic ones that you see at like Walmart for 10 bucks. That's yeah. like, oh, it's boss's day. Get your boss one of these chintzy little gifts. You know, it, mm-hmm. they're crap, man. And I felt really bad for Ted, man. Yeah, I did too. I know that they're going through whatever they're going to with his ex-wife. and But like, she should have made sure that he got something worthwhile my opinion yeah no i kind of agree with that i feel like they have a better relationship than that um unless it truly was just she let henry do it that's his name right yeah okay yeah um and just didn't have any say in it you know because sometimes like kids can they can like do the whole like shop for your parents at school thing where they only have like the super cheapo stuff, but it's like they get to shop and pick out the gift and it's like special or whatever. So I'm wondering if maybe it was something kind of like that. Whereas like then you'd think she would include something. I I don't know. else. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to hate this character, but like at this point I was, it was really difficult not for not for me not to just be like, I don't know, man. You might be better off without her because, like, she did not seem to care. <laughs> yeah, that no, I kind of agree with that. She kind of, she kind of really didn't seem to care at all. Um, um, but fortunately for Ted, uh, he well, he starts getting drunk and watching "It's a Wonderful Life," which he admits later could have went horribly wrong, which. <laughs> When I first watched the episode, I thought that's what we were getting. I was like, oh, shit, here comes the, like, Ted gets drunk and we're going to do the It's a Wonderful Life, Scrooge, like, 
that uh, kind of Christmas special. Yeah, I'm very glad it didn't go that way. Me too. Um, instead, Rebecca shows up in another callback. She throws a, a rock or something up at his window to get his attention. And she has spelled out, hi, Ted, on the ground <laughs> with, like, tinsel, which is great. Um, and if you don't remember, um, that was one of, in season one, one of the, like, earlier kind of semi-bonding moments. I think it's in that same episode where they go to the charity auction. Uh, Ted spells out, hi, boss. Yeah, with the players. Yes. Because um, I think she's yelling out the window, like, you know, do you want, it could be a different episode, though. Um, but uh, I thought it was adorable that she spelled out, hi, Ted. Yeah, I liked that. I thought it was cute. It was a good callback. Um, meanwhile, we find out why Phoebe is so upset. <laughs> Poor kid. <sighs> uh, yeah. I tell you, little kids are evil. Let me just, let me just say. So, <laughs> for Christmas, uh, Bernard, uh, which we would pronounce Bernard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I will say the British pronunciation is so much better than Bernard sounds like a dog. Bernard <laughs> sounds like a stand up dude, except for he gifted Phoebe uh watermelon toothpaste. My kids have watermelon toothpaste. Oh my god. For the record. <laughs> I think it smells terrible, but they love it. <laughs> I don't I mean my mom could probably tell tell me different, but for all my whole my life that I can remember, I never had we might have had bubblegum flavored toothpaste at one point. But like I've always just had like the plain like fluoride <laughs> whatever toothpaste. Um so I was like, they they have watermelon toothpaste? Oh, they have all sorts of flavors of toothpaste. <laughs> Let me tell you. So and they decorate them fun so the kids want to buy them. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. Um so this this Bernard has told Phoebe that her breath is terrible and she needs to do something about it. Um, to which Roy and Keely are both like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keely's reaction is like she immediately is just like, it's, it's like one of those things where you're like, they play it so well when you're not expecting something. It's like picking up a glass of clear liquid thinking you're about to drink water and you take a giant swig of like Sprite. And it's just like, it's of course her breath is bad, but it's not that Sprite is bad. It's like, that is not what I thought it was going to be. Like, <laughs> also true. She almost just like gags. <laughs> I know. I know she's like trying not to like dry heap over there. It's like, oh my gosh, that is it's, it was it was funny. I think this this whole sequence is extremely well acted on yes. all parts. <laughs> uh, Roy's reaction is maybe my favorite funny bit in the whole episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he chastises Keely because he's like, you know, she already feels bad. Like you're making it worse. Right. And uh, then he tells Phoebe, like, I've spent most of my adult life in locker rooms with men that smell terrible. It can't be that bad. And like it's just <laughs> it's just like 
four or five seconds of his eyes just like fluttering and him just like moving back and forth and he's i think you might be dying <laughs> and then he hides behind keely for the rest of the scene trying not to throw up <laughs> <laughs> I love how she immediately tries to sugarcoat it. She's like, no, 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 this is good news. It means it's not your fault. There's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, oh, great. Um. So, yeah, uh, they decide it, this is medically bad. Not like you just <laughs> forgot to brush your teeth for a few days bad. Um, are you, I think she says, are you ate onions bad? Right. Um, so Roy comes up with the idea to uh, go to, he says, we're going to go to my posh fucking neighborhood and go house to house. And if we don't find a dentist in 10 doors, you're each going to get a thousand pounds, which they, they are all in for. Um, and it's a really clever way to do the love actually yes. thing. Um, it, it's more clever than what's in Love Actually. And I love yes. that movie. <laughs> it is. I recently, I think we've had this discussion, but I did recently rewatch it. And uh, it was much darker than I remember. Yeah. Um, it, the thing about that scene with Hugh Grant going from house to house is like, you were employing that woman. Uh-huh. Somewhere her fucking address would be on file. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There would be no reason for you to drive from house to house, knocking on doors to find her. <laughs> yes, I agree. You're you're in you're her employer, even if you are the 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 state or the the country or whatever. There there's a file somewhere, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and if there isn't, there's a phone number somewhere. <laughs> there's something somewhere. <laughs> Agreed. So, so it makes way more sense for Roy to just be like, of course, I don't know anybody that lives remotely near me because I fucking hate everybody. We're going to go door to door and find a dentist. <laughs> um, so uh, in between all of that, we get a lot of stuff at the Higgins house The 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 players like just the Nerf war with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking adorable. It's very diehardish, but it, it's also <laughs> just adorable. Uh, Danny and Zero are Zero when he comes into Higgins' place, and he's like, "I walked into your neighbor's house." <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up, man. Um, they're they all just seem like they're having such a good time. Um, yeah, they do. It was sweet. And. Uh, Ted and Rebecca, we find out that Rebecca's plan uh, is something she used to do, which was, I guess, they, I think at my work, they call them like angel trees or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get lists of like, if you would like to uh, contribute, they'll give you, you can uh, pick a boy or a girl, they'll give you a list of like some, some, like one big item some clothing options and then like uh, four or five like toys that they would like to have. Um, and apparently Rebecca does this every year, gets a bunch of lists and goes house to house um, giving these kids presents because mm-hmm. their, their families can't afford to do it. 
Um, and it's really fucking sweet. Yeah, I I love this whole thing. And it, like, it almost looked, like, I mean, because she had, like, the letters. So, it was, like, it was a little different. Like, things I've seen in the past or, like, done in the past, like, to donate to charities. It's, like, they kind of give you, like, a tag or, like, a list. Like, you kind of, like, adopt a person. But I liked that they added the touch in where it was, like, a letter to Santa. And she had, like, received the letter. I was, like, I thought that was really cute and really well done. So, I liked that concept of it the way they kind of turned it around a little bit and like they're talking with that that uh young girl it was it's very funny when she opens the door and she's like (laughs) mom there's two white people at the door and they're smiling (laughs) um and ted just on the spot with this story of you know like oh i messed up and put these presents on the wrong sled and they went through the Himalayas, I think he says. Yeah. Oh, it was very Ted. It was a very Ted story. It was like, of course, he would come up with something like this just like on the spot. It was so Ted. Um, meanwhile, uh, Keely and Roy are going house to house, of course, with <laughs> Phoebe. Uh, we only get to see a couple of like real interactions because there's a good montage moment that's just like all of the storylines just back and forth, back and forth to Carol of the Bells. Yes. But the moment with uh, the young boy and Roy is so disgustingly funny, but also incredibly fucking sweet that like, (laughs) I'm like, this is, this might be the thing that won him the Emmy because it's so good. Um, Yeah. Phoebe is embarrassed and she doesn't want to do this anymore. And Roy tells her this story. He's like, you know, you know, what's embarrassing is eating so much ice cream at a birthday party that I uh, pooped my pants on the bus going home. And Keely says, finish the story. He says, two weeks ago. Uh, To which the young kid at the door goes, Roy can't poop his pants. Um, and th- they make this like sweet deal to Roy says uh, something. It's like, yeah, what of it? And he goes, oh, the kid goes, I do it sometimes too. And Roy says, we should both knock it off. If you can do it, I can do it. And it's just like, you can see Keely falling in love with him mm-hmm. as he's having this conversation. Oh, I know. That was adorable. I loved that scene. Um, so, like, all of that, uh, I did skip over something at the beginning. As Ted and Rebecca are going on their little adventure, they run into these buskers, which is kind of a callback, once again, yes. mm-hmm. to the charity episode. Yep. Um, and they're singing Last Christmas, probably the most famous, like, Brit Christmas song yeah. um, by, by Wham. Uh, and there is a movie called Last Christmas. Uh, which is really good. It has, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Game of Thrones, uh, Daenerys Targaryen. What's her real name? I have no uh, idea. Never watched Game of Thrones. Um, I'm literally Googling this movie. <laughs> it's really good. It's cheesy. It's very lifetime-ish, but it's also really sweet. Um um it, it's <laughs> oh, emma thompson's in it yeah emma thompson's in it too she runs uh 
like a store that 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 girl works at that plays Daenerys. I cannot think of her name. Amelia Clark. That's her. She's okay. going to be in Secret Invasion. Okay, I'm just, I'm taking a guess because she's listed as like number two in the cast. Yeah. <laughs> and whoever Henry Golding is, that guy sounds familiar. Um, yeah, he's he's one of those that's like coming up too. Um, anyway, uh, so Ted and Rebecca, like two of the storylines converge uh, eventually, but uh, but before we get to that, they. Uh, uh, Keely and Roy and Phoebe find a dentist at, I guess, the <laughs> last house, because of course it's the last house. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who that actress is, but she's also incredibly adorable. It's like, holy shit, are you Roy Kent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you a dentist? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So good. And we find out that Phoebe's bad breath is definitely medically bad. Uh, <laughs> and it is caused by an antihistamine that she has to take because she's allergic to the new cat that she's got. Who's her soulmate. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love Keely's remark because your uncle is not a monster and won't make you get rid of your cat. <laughs> um. I kind of side with Roy here. <laughs> I mean, if it was a dog, maybe not. Yeah, I did. But a cat that you've had for a couple of weeks, and we're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> are cats anybody's soulmates? They're assholes. Like, <laughs> they can be, but they can also be sweet. I've had some sweet cats. Uh, I I know several people. They're like, I have the sweetest cats. Like. My mom used to have cats. Well, she still does have cats, but I don't live with her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Every cat she's ever had has been an asshole. <laughs> like, they just <laughs> tear anything up they can. They knock stuff over all the time. I was like, why do you have this cat? <laughs> I mean, they've all got their moments, right? I mean, cats are going to be cats. But for the most part, ours have been, ours have been pretty good, pretty sweet. Um, so more than I, I think the reveal in this scene is it might be my single favorite thing in the episode. It's not like roll on the floor funny, but we've spent like three minutes with this dentist talking <laughs> to Keely and Roy. And and then all of a sudden the camera does this pan and her fucking family <laughs> is sitting at the table. Like, just watching this interaction. And not only that, callback of fucking callbacks. It's the dude from the plane <laughs> in the very first episode. And he's like, yo, can I get an ussy? <laughs> yes, I love how he just randomly pops up, like, every so often throughout the season. Yeah. It just makes me laugh. It's so funny. I, I, I've i seen this episode uh, in the last few years. I've probably seen it seven times. Um, and every time I get to it, I forget that there's that little reveal. And every time I'm just like, oh, shit, that's funny. 
it is it's funny it, it was very well done i was like oh of course it's all connected i love it <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave there and do the ultimate love actually callback uh yes. reference which is well, they go to i guess fill a prescription which i love that roy is having to bribe somebody <laughs> of course to open on christmas to get a prescription filled mm-hmm. and then overpay for poster board and markers mm-hmm. uh to make signs to go to Bernard's house and do the caroling thing from Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Which, I'll say this, again, I love that movie. It is one of my favorite Christmas movies. It is the only, quote, romantic film that I truly, truly adore. <sighs> it's problematic. Uh-huh. That that specific scene is uh-huh. very problematic and so once again ted lasso does love actually better than fucking love actually <laughs> i know because i i knew that that was a specifically a reference to love actually and when i recently watched love actually i was like i did not remember like probably 65 percent of this movie because well, to be fair there's a lot going on in that movie there's there is like a- Twelve storylines. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I don't know. I guess I, for some reason, just assumed because it's like supposed to be a like romantic comedy, sort of. I guess that everybody kind of comes to a happy ending, and it Mm-mm. definitely does not. So yeah. So yeah, the the card thing. I remember watching it. Like I saw that movie in theaters. I thought it was such an amazing moving scene. And now when I watch it, I'm just like, dude, like this is so not okay. Like none of this is okay, man. Yeah. It's something I feel like when you're younger, you can kind of like romanticize, but hindsight or maybe times have changed. I'm not really sure. It it does not play well today. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, they, they kind of get their moment with Bernard. Um, Ted and Rebecca uh, have a little, like, that was fun. Um, and Rebecca admits to, like I said, she used to do it all the time. She stopped doing it because of uh, everything that happened with her and her ex. Yeah. Um, and I can kind of understand that, you know. You, you don't, I guess you don't really feel like there's anything to celebrate and your life is miserable. Why would you want to make anybody else's life better? Um, and they come up with this plan and this is where everything kind of comes together and they show up outside of the Higgins house with the buskers singing, um, uh, nobody ought to be alone on Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's a great one. And I loved this performance. Loved it. Do you think that that is Jason Sudeikis singing? (laughs) Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) 100% not. (laughs) Like, damn, dude, your voice got deep. (laughs) Right? Almost like it's not yours. (laughs) Uh, We know it's uh, Rebecca. We know it's uh, Hannah Waddingham. Like, because we know she can sing. Um, and she's just so good. Um, 
but uh and that i mean that's the end of the episode we get the the kind of scrooge ending everybody singing and dancing in the streets which i can only imagine what the higgins's neighbors thought like <laughs> what the fuck are all these people outside singing um but it's very sweet it's very fun it's a very light episode um it's not even heavy on jokes like it's just feel good it is yeah I think some um, of the, the funniest moments for me are all with Roy. Yeah. Uh, I think you might be dying is one of the <laughs> best line readings in this show. Yes. And Higgins saying, yes, fuck him. Like, uh, it just cracks me up every time. I know. I know. It's so good. Oh, Higgins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot to go into, like, because there's not other than like maybe the Nate thing, yeah. There's not any kind of like hints to the future of the show. No. Uh, it's just a really. This is an episode of Ted Lasso that if somebody was like, I don't know if I want to watch it, I could probably show them, and either they'd be like, This is way too like it's not cynical enough for me, or they'd be like, Oh, this is adorable. I have to watch this. Yeah. I agree. I feel like, yeah, you kind of can't go either way on that. You either love it or you hate it. Like, there's oh. kind of no in between with this one. Um, and, you know, I, I do see a lot of hate for it online, but, like, really? also see, yeah, I see a lot of hate for the current season of Ted Lasso online, too. And I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, I wasn't hating on the early, like, I get semi spoilers for season three if you don't want to hear them and you're not. Pr- you know, I won't get in the most recent episodes, but the first few episodes, I was like, this feels like nothing's happening, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, treading water, <laughs> it's fun. It's funny. But, like, I feel like we're not going anywhere. But then very quickly, like, they got into so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I see so, like, not just, like, trolls on reddit and shit but like legit like reviewers they're like ted lasso's lost its way i'm like i i've watched this show repeatedly i start over over and over and over again and the current stuff feels way more like season one of ted lasso than did like, I can understand the end of season two. People going like, oh, shit, this show just, like, lost it because of all the changes, especially with Nate. Like, people just really losing their shit about it. But, like, the current stuff? Yeah, I don't get it at all, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, they definitely made a shift, but I also feel like they're bringing it back. Like, they kind of left season two on a cliffhanger they wanted to shake things up and i think they did that successfully and now they're kind of trying to find their way back but in like a slightly different way because they just don't want to rehash what they already had is kind of how i'm feeling about it but i don't think any of it's bad i've i've been really enjoying it i am two episodes behind currently on the new season but um it's me too um the one complaint i would level against it and we haven't got to the end of the season yet so i don't know if it's going to come into play is 
if the God, what was the the soccer player's name that they got? Zava. Zava. If the Zava stuff does not come back around, all of that seems so pointless. Yes and no. I mean, it does like it does help with like Jamie becoming like more outspoken, whereas he had kind of taken a back seat. It just, I don't know, it's like you made such a big deal about Zava, and then it's just like, oh, he left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got I've got whole theories on that whole situation, but we can unpack those when we get there. Okay. Um, um, we can end with this. I'm, I'm curious, because I've been thinking, I read an uh, article uh, or an interview with... Um, Nick Muhammad, who plays Nate. Yes. And he was talking, not spoilery, but was like, I'm, I'm very, he said, I'm very, very nervous about what people will think about the ending that Nate gets in this season. Mm. So, would you like to see them reconcile? Or do you think maybe he could, uh, Stay where he's at, but also not be this, like, version of Nate that we got at the end of season two. Oh, yeah. I think I think he has to evolve. And from the current point that I'm at, I think he's started back down that path to refining himself. Because I feel like he was all the way one way. And, like, Ted kind of brings him out of this shell, and then he gets too comfortable and goes all the way the other way, and then gets a new job and encouraged and ego-driven. And then I feel like in season three, they're currently trying to level set him. They're, They're trying to kind of reconcile the fact that he is extremely good at his job without making us continue to hate a character that we once loved. So... Whether or not they need to reconcile, I feel like they're planting those seeds, but I do not think Nate has a place back at Richmond because he's a head coach in his own right. So I feel like if they do that, that in a weird way would do him a disservice. So do you think there's any way he takes over for Ted? I feel like Ted is not staying in Richmond. Like, Ted's journey is going to take him home. Interesting. Okay. I mean, that would be poetic if they're looking for a way to, quote, get rid of Ted and get rid of Jason. Like if Jason's done, because you said he was only contracted for, I think, three seasons. Yeah. That would, I think that would be, I think that would be poetic. I think Nate has to remain a head coach. If they can do that and he can become, quote, the new... The new Ted without being Ted. He can bring his own brand. But I think he needs to not be the asshole that he is today. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I would be happy with seeing that evolution. And if the answer is Jason's done, so that means Ted has to be done and figure out whatever is going on with him, um, then I would be fine if Nate is the head coach at Richmond. But I think not letting Nate remain a head coach does his character age a service in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, 
I don't know that he can, all things considered, unless he even takes an even darker turn. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any way he stays where he's at working for um, that chauvinistic, yeah, asshole. Um, I I just, I don't, I don't know. I I would hate if that's where he stays. And I would hate it even more if he leans further into that darkness and becomes more like Rupert. I, I just, I hope that that's not the ending. But, uh, you know, if it is, you know, we'll be here to talk about it. So, And they've only got three, four episodes left. What episode are they on? Eight or nine. I'm, I'm at least two behind. I think I'm two behind. So I feel like that's episode nine. I don't know how many they got. But... Um, I, I think you're in for a treat with the last few you re- the last episode you watched was the Paris episode, right? No, I haven't seen Paris yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I knew that was the title. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Um, that's a fantastic episode. So. Yeah. I- no, I was the one before that with um, like they featured like uh, Keely and Jack and the love bombing. That was like a big thing. Ah, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the the next few episodes you're you're in for are an absolute fucking treat. So, um, what? Why is? Oh, there it is. It's. I, I was looking for it on Thursdays. I was like, so yeah, this coming <laughs> week is episode ten. So yeah, they have three episodes left. So okay. Um. Wow. And then, oh, I'm gonna be so sad. Oh, no, I hope it's not the end. End. I'll be really sad. If that's Me the too. Um, I feel like no matter what, we're in for a long break. Even if there's a spinoff, I feel like we're in for another year. And well, actually, it might be two years because this writer strike, man. Oh, the writer strike. Right, there's a writer strike. Forgot about that. It might be going on for a while, um, like three months, four months. Um, and. and all over again. Yep. And speaking of, uh, to jump to promoting your other shows, <laughs> our other show. Uh, so, did you see what uh, the? I don't know if it's a rumor, if it's fact out of CW, which we talked about this last week. They're saying that uh, because of all of this and because of like just ratings in general. Only one of the DC shows on the CW will get renewed. That but, is correct. We covered that last night. Okay. Because we recorded our episode last night. So, yeah. Um, there's currently three non-renewed active shows on the CW. It's Superman and Lois, Gotham Knights, and All-American Homecoming, which is, I guess, a spinoff. Spinoff, of yes. So those are the three that haven't officially been canceled, but also haven't been renewed. We're supposed to get definitive word next week. Um, I, I, I also heard there's only room for one. Yeah, I cannot. I've, I've, I've watched both shows, obviously. Superman and Lois is remains fucking fantastic. The writing on that show is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it has better viewership, but it's also more expensive. Mm-hmm. That's We're the hoping- thing. 
we're hoping Max takes it because they own the streaming rights. Yeah. Um, I hope it survives in one form or fashion. Gotham Knights is fucking terrible. It is <laughs> so it. bad. I can't believe, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know who's watching it. Um, apparently has a huge international audience or a big enough international audience, but the CW isn't really international. No. So I don't know how that works. Um, they're only pulling in like there. It's less than a million um, views or whatever the yeah. right metric is. I think it was like 675,000 or something like that. It's, it's terrible. And I feel bad for Misha Collins for being involved in it. Um, I feel like he got hoodwinked and he thought he was going to be in the show about Batman. And there's no Batman in this fucking Batman show. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't, I can't understand a world where this show gets renewed and Superman and Lois doesn't. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. We don't have any. I mean, we talked about a, a little bit last night. So I guess if you are listening to this and you want to hear what we had to say, go listen to this week's episode of Tomorrow's Legends. So yeah, I'm I'm behind, so I, I haven't listened uh, to the last couple. Um, that, but no, uh, that's fair. This is a ooh, this is a good episode. Yeah, uh, it, it's so. I don't say traumatic when I watch the show now, but it is very like it hits a lot harder because of the cancer stuff. Yeah. Um, it yeah. <laughs> the this episode will it'll hit. Yeah. Oh man. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm watching it at some point in time this weekend. It's okay. I so if you want to hear some stuff from me, um, not much going on. Adam and I are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, on our Nerds Ruin Everything podcast It's going to be all Guardians So it will be spoiler filled I've seen it three times I've cried My eyes out three times I um, have yet to see it <laughs> It is a Fucking Like it's it's everything You need a Marvel movie to be Like it's fun, it's funny It's emotional It's It's like it's up there, man. Like I, three times, I can't tell you last time I saw three, a movie three times in one week. <laughs> I saw it three times in seven days. That's so, wild. <laughs> um, and it it it's worth it. I you know I I I love it. I probably if I can squeeze in another viewing, I'm probably going Sunday. Oh. Um, if I can <laughs> twist somebody's arm to go with me. Um, if I could get away and drive two hours, <laughs> I would just go with you <laughs> just to see it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's but that's long. You would need about three hours. <laughs> it's very well, long. Well, no, I, I mean, like, I oh, mean, just the drive, drive to get to you is two <laughs> I, hours. I'd drive to you. I'd come to Atlanta to see it. Y'all got a real IMAX up there. Yeah, well, I'm not in Atlanta. I'm well, 45 minutes north of Atlanta. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And Columbus is at least an hour from Atlanta, right? Uh, yeah. Um, it's about an hour and a half to get to yeah. like downtown Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you know, like uh, at least two two yeah. hour drive just to just to get there. Um, 
Oh, I'd love to see it in the real IMAX, but uh, it's fantastic. If you have anybody that hasn't seen it, go see it, and then go listen to me and Adam talk about. It. <laughs> there might be t- I might cry on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> so, which I say that, and now everybody's gonna be like, "Well, now I know that this uh, this character dies, or that whatever you think happens in the movie is not what happens in the movie." Just go see it, but it is an emotional roller coaster, and it's fucking hysterical. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, go check out all that. Everything else we do over at xwingfiles.com. Go rate and review this podcast, and we will be back next week talking about an episode of Ted Lasso that very much has to do with the plot of the full season. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a good episode. Uh, Rainbow is... Uh, yeah, it's such a good episode. So lots of good Roy shit in Rainbow. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Bye.